I've been making a lot of Star Wars content on the channel lately, and that's, well, because it's my favorite movie franchise of all time. And I figure it's time to talk about my second favorite movie franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean. This is another franchise that I hold near and dear to my heart as I grew up with it. There's a lot to love about these movies, between the cast, the writing, which includes a lot of humor, a lot of great action and adventure scenes, and some pretty damn good CGI considering the first three films specifically came out in the early 2000s. Now, I'll admit... The most recent two movies were not that great, and they do rank near the bottom for me, but I really did enjoy the prime days of the franchise, which were during the span of 2003 and 2007, when we got the first three movies, the holy trinity of the series. So, in today's video, let's go back and look at the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and reminisce a bit. It's wild to think that the first movie, The Curse of the Black Pearl, came out 20 years ago. In the first movie, we see our cast of unlikely heroes find their lives being entwined together thanks to a pirate attack. A young blacksmith named Will Turner meets Jack Sparrow, a pirate with a very unique personality. Will and Jack must team up to rescue Elizabeth, the daughter of the governor of Port Royal, where the pirate attack happens. But most importantly, Will has the hots for Elizabeth, and so does Jack, apparently. Captain Barbosa and his undead crew kidnapped Elizabeth because she lied and said she was the daughter of Bill Turner, Will's dad. Barbosa and his crew are cursed because of the Aztec gold that they once stole. The crew needs the blood of a Turner to lift the curse, because at night they turn into skeletons. The film ended up being a hit and it kicked off this successful franchise. It even has a themed ride at Disney World. It also received five Oscar nominations, including Best Actor in a Lead Role for Johnny Depp. This movie was successful due to the great character chemistry, an entertaining story, and some good humor. Then the sequel came out, Dead Man's Chest. It was released in 2006. Jack Sparrow is now the one in trouble as he owes a debt to Davy Jones. Jack enlists the help of Will and Elizabeth this time around. They need to find Davy Jones' heart so that they can control Jones and his ship, the Flying Dutchman. To make matters worse, Will and Elizabeth are in trouble too. They need to steal Jack's compass for Lord Beckett in exchange for their lives because they were due to be hung. This was another entertaining movie with some great action scenes at the ending, especially with the unique sword fighting going on, and the CGI once again top-notch for Davy Jones, his crew, and the Kraken. The movie was critically acclaimed and was nominated for four more Oscars. It did win one for Best Achievement in Visual Effects, well-deserved. This movie really did feature some top-notch CGI, especially for the time that it came out. Might I dare say it was better than what we've seen in Star Wars prequels before, which came out again around the same time. Lastly, I will never forget the ending of this movie. Elizabeth leaves Jack for dead on the Black Pearl just before the Kraken brings it down. And then during the final scene when everybody is mourning the death of Jack, a big surprise comes. Captain Barbosa returns from the dead and is ready to help save Jack and bring him back from Davy Jones's locker. The third movie, which is my favorite, was released the following year in 2007. At World's End is personally my favorite movie in the franchise. It's the culmination of the story that started in the second movie and basically provides closure for quite a few characters. The movie starts with Barbosa, Elizabeth, Will, and the rest of the gang going to the end of the world to save Jack. Lord Beckett at this point possesses the heart of Davy Jones, so he controls Jones, his crew, and the deadly Kraken. Beckett is commanding Jones to take out pirates. Many are killed, so eventually the group calls upon the pirate lords. They have a meeting to figure out what to do. They argue over the idea of releasing the sea goddess Calypso, who was bound to human form by the first brother in court, the name for the pirate lord group. 
The court decides to release Calypso and thus begins an epic battle on the sea between the pirates and the Flying Dutchman. An intense fight between the two ships takes place in the middle of a maelstrom created by Calypso. The battle is fantastic and you're on the edge of your seat with emotions as you're wondering what's going to happen because it's pretty chaotic with a lot of different things going on. The group once again finds themselves at odds over who gets to have Jones's heart. Jack wants to stab the heart so he could free himself of his debt. And then there's a catch though. Whoever stabs the heart must become the captain of the Dutchman. And then Will wants the heart so he can stab it and free his father who is a crew member on the Dutchman. The battle hits a critical point when Jones mortally stabs Will and Will dies in Elizabeth's arms and his father begins to fight Jones in a fit of rage. With all this going on, Jack has the heart and actually has a change of heart. Rather than stab the heart himself, he puts the knife in Will's hand and helps him stab the heart. Jones dies and Will becomes the captain of the Flying Dutchman. The crew is transformed back to human form, so the curse of Jones is gone. Will and his new ship then team up with Jack and the Pearl to defeat Beckett. This ending is not a fairy tale one, however, as the new captain of the Flying Dutchman, Will, must follow strict rules. See, the Flying Dutchman's purpose is to ferry souls lost at sea to the other side. Sadly, Will can only return to land once every 10 years. He cannot live his life with the love of his life as he originally intended. He does have a little sexy time with her before he ventures out, and he eventually has a son with Elizabeth, as we see at the end of the movie when it fast forwards and shows him coming to land. I was honestly surprised to see the mixed review this movie received. I can understand why people were upset with the almost 3 hour runtime. Personally though, I enjoyed every part of the movie. Yeah, it was on the long side, but I could deal with it, especially if the movie has good dialogue and humor and good entertainment during the slow parts, and I felt like any time where it did maybe drag on a bit, I felt entertained to continue to watch. And also, I totally disagree with anyone who says the movie lacked a creative plot and should have focused less on humor. The plot was good and easy to understand, and humor is known to play a big role in these movies, so I, I don't know where th that criticism comes from, personally. I figured the Pirates franchise would be done after the third movie, and to my surprise, a fourth movie was released in 2011. On Stranger Tides was an alright movie. It lost its magic from the get-go though, since Orlando Bloom and Kiera Knightley did not return to play as Will and Elizabeth. Penelope Cruz and Ian McShane were brought in, but the writing became weaker and even with their star power, it just didn't do much. And it's a shame because there were some cool ideas in this film. The story focused on finding the Fountain of Youth. The villain who was looking for the fountain was Blackbeard the Pirate. His daughter, who is played by Penelope Cruz and is of course the love interest of Jack, which makes things even more complicated. Barbosa also returns, but ultimately Johnny Depp just didn't really seem like himself this time around. The writing and the humor for Jack was subpar compared to what we saw in the first three movies, and again with half the cast missing, it just lost some of its charm. And then that brings us to the last film, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Well, Jack Sparrow has yet again another foe that wants to kill him. Captain Salazar is looking to enact his revenge on Sparrow. Javier Bardem plays the role of the movie's villain, and he does a tremendous job. He leads his crew of ghostly pirates out of the Devil's Triangle. We also see the addition of some younger characters, and it would seem the movie was trying to usher in a new era in the franchise. Maybe new and young characters would take over the helm in the future? Will's son Henry is in the movie and is a young adult, Barbosa's daughter is also in the movie as one of the main characters, and just like in all the other movies, both the heroes and the villains seem to be looking for and fighting over the same thing. In this movie, the special object is the Trident of Poseidon. The Trident is known to break curses. Salazar wants to cure him and his crew of their curse, which again turns them into like ghostly figures, thanks to Jack. 
and Henry wants the Trident to break Will's curse from the Dutchman. So, after all these events happen, the good guys win, but at a cost. Barbosa sacrifices himself to kill Salazar, so the others can break free. Henry is able to use the Trident to break Will's curse, and his family is able to reunite. Karina and Henry kiss, so love is in the air. Again, maybe this is an indication that the next generation of these characters lead the way in the future. Things get interesting in the post-credits scene as Will and Elizabeth are shown sleeping in their bed when a dark figure appears in their room. It looks like Davy Jones, and he is about to attack the couple when Will suddenly wakes up but sees nothing. He figures he just had a bad dream, and he goes back to bed. So, Davy Jones is returning? Will Will and Elizabeth be back for one final hurrah? Despite the series getting weaker over time, each movie possesses some of the same qualities that are the reasons why the franchise was so good to begin with. The action in every movie is great. You have epic sword fights, ship battles, and again, the Kraken scenes are amazing. The humor and dialogue is pretty good for the most part, especially in those first three movies. Johnny Depp is so good at acting out each of his roles in a special way. He's played a lot of weird and quirky characters, but each one stands out. Jack is a lovable and memorable character, and he definitely stands out. And it is truly a shame to see the character grow weak in the final two films. I don't know if that's because Johnny got older or if the writing got old. Perhaps a little bit of both. Things just lose their magical touch over time, and sometimes it's natural. This franchise also provides a great example of how to handle diversity. These movies came out back before we had such a strong push for greater diversity in casting. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against it. I just want to see it done properly in fairness to the story characters and most importantly, those actors and actresses themselves. And throughout the five films, you see women in many different roles. There were also stellar performances basically in both primary and secondary roles for females and other minority characters. There was no drama and nothing was forced. It's not hard to make this happen if you have a great team of writers, producers, directors, and actors. And this franchise had great people in every single one of those roles. And lastly, I just want to mention the CGI again. It was fantastic in all the movies. It got better over time, obviously, but some complain that Star Wars and Marvel have and continue to use too much of it and it has become too noticeable. I am just amazed to see that they were able to make it look so damn good, especially when those first three movies came out in the early 2000s. You know, it looked really good for where that technology was back then. I don't know if I want to see a sixth film. There's been rumors for a long time now about it. Like, it sounds like it could happen. I remember hearing about writers being assigned to the movie a few years ago, but nothing really seems to have built up to it. And also at this point, will Johnny Depp be allowed to return to the franchise after his trial with Amber Heard? Will he even want to come back after being ousted by Disney before the results of the trial? Orlando Bloom recently admitted in an interview that he would be interested in returning to the role. The actor that played his son also expressed an interest to return. The only way I want to see this franchise continue is if it continues off of the fifth movie and that post credit scene. Let's bring back the band together one more time with Jack, Will, Elizabeth, the kids, and Davy Jones. Wrap up the franchise with a nice bow and let it end with the kids looking to take on the future for the series. And let it be. It could just be implied that the kids are going to be heroes in their own future adventures. We have to learn to let things right off in the sunset. Well, it was good to look back at this franchise. I really did love it growing up. I'm curious to read your thoughts. Do you like the franchise? And would you be interested in a sixth installment? Like and subscribe for more. I would really appreciate the support. And also feel free to follow me on Twitter and TikTok. I'd like to build communities over there eventually and continue to have good discussions on this stuff. Thanks again for watching and enjoy the rest of your day.